this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm your other host, Evan. I get to be a host today. Yeah, it's just two of us. Yeah, I've taken upon myself Ronnie's responsibilities, and two not-hosts combined makes you one host-host. Evan has absorbed Ronald into his... Flash? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you when you say it like that, it sounds terrifying and not at all um, beautiful, like it was. Yeah, it was like a Voltron transformation. Yeah, yeah, we're Voltron Evan Ronnie now. Yeah, that's not true. I'm I'm not as good at podcast as Ronnie is. Ronnie's real good. I'm I'm struggling. What do we do? I don't. Okay, Ronnie's sick. I guess he's gonna have to edit this. I don't know what's happening. Um, you and I don't edit, and Ronnie's sick, so maybe it'll go out cold. Yeah, maybe you're just gonna get, let's not fuck up. Yeah, let's not say anything accidentally problematic. (laughs) Uh, so I guess we should start as normal like you do with your thing that you do, Andy. So usually I, well, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering... Mixology from ABC. Uh, if you want to watch it for some fucking reason, uh, it's on ABC.com, and it's free. It's free, yeah. So, so if you really are curious what we're talking about, you can go get yourself some of that. I guess we're covering episodes five, six, and seven. No, four, five, six. Yes, episodes four, four five, five, and six. And uh, but before we get into that, I usually do a bit, and. Uh, this bit, I just want to say how great Ronnie is, because we miss him and appreciate him. Yeah, the bit's not funny if it's just me answering. Then we're just like, what do you think? No, what do you... Th-? No, but we miss Ronnie so much. Yeah. Um. Do you also just want to like plug something you're either listening or watching that you're enjoying right now? That's fun. Um. Hmm, I really enjoy the uh, How Stuff Works podcast, Stuff You Missed in History Class. They got a real, real wide range of topics. I learned all kinds of stuff about things I didn't even know I wanted to learn about. And also the hosts are pretty woke. Uh, they they make a very conscious and very effective effort at covering stuff that's like not just white people stuff and not just straight people stuff. Uh, throughout history and through the, the range of human experience, which is really nice good shit yeah um what else am i doing i'm watching voltron voltron's been great there's there's uh you know people of color in it and gays and stuff which is awesome that's good stuff yeah i've been uh listening to um the good christian fun podcast and uh apocrypals and for someone uh, who has a complicated relationship with faith, I found them to both be very entertaining and also uh, just very refreshing. And they're really funny. They're very, very funny boys and girls. I've been listening to Apocrypals in particular, and yes, they are 
very funny. They're good, good boys. Benito Serino is is a treasure. What a smart, funny boy. Yeah, good, good shit. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, that's we all were, I got. We were both listening to Enter the Cage the other day, and that's a very fun. Oh, one. Oh yeah, I'm I'm always up for plugging our good good friends at Enter the Cage. Uh, Evan really likes Nate. When Nate says something funny, Evan will like say it in Nate. Will laugh, say it again in Nate's voice, <laughs> and then laugh again. And it's uh, an absolute joy uh, to hear Evan do his Nate. Nate Nate is very swift. He's got some very swift remarks. Oh, I used to play D and D with that boy. Uh, he's, he's he's hilarious. Uh, he had a character named Serpente, and I cannot talk about <laughs> Serpente on this podcast. Okay, um, okay. For for legal reasons. Oh, okay. TMTMOC, do not steal. Okay. I mean, they're they're all delightful, but Nate really fits in my like the slot that is my sense of humor yeah uh all right let's talk about mixology which is show that we're watching which is less fun than enter the cage okay to be fair though if we're doing our um our is it workings it got better it uh yeah to be honest with you i'm gonna have to say that these three episodes are in fact working for me really I don't know as a whole if I would say that it's working, but uh, the complaints I had about episodes one through three, some of them have been addressed in some... The show's making an attempt, I feel like. It's making an attempt to address some of its problematic elements. It did take a swerve away from, like, the pickup artist, like, rape culture-esque direction that episodes one, two, and three were taking. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's way less douchey. It is. Um, and people people are experiencing consequences for their behavior and getting Learning and uh, growing. Yeah, and, and getting sort of their their expectations upended in a couple of cases. Yeah. So that's refreshing after having been really frustrated with episodes one through three. Uh what do you think, Andy? Um Yeah, it's it's gotten better. Um I still don't quite know if it was working all the way, but I did not uh, question it nearly as much. So, yeah, it's okay. All right, so uh, like Andy said, we watched episodes um, four, five, and six. Yep. Four was Cal and Casey. Um, Casey is the waitress, and Cal is Bruce and Tom's friend. Uh, and they discover that they're from the same little tiny podunk town that nobody's ever heard of. And uh, through the kind of voice of God narration, it's revealed to us, the viewer, Cal is a sort of undauntable optimist and just falls for people instantly and is like 26 or 27 or something and has been married three times and divorced all of those times because every time he meets someone... He just instantly sees the best in them and falls for them. And then, like, his friends, like, are trying to stop him from falling for this waitress. Uh, But then the same sort of voice of God narration thing that says that she's exactly the same way and is crazy positive and 
had well there was a, a bit in her backstory where she was dating a gay guy who then told her he was gay and she was like real depressed about it but anyway they, they were supposed to have parallel backstories and uh like be perfect for each other but then the the friends are are actively trying to keep them apart to keep cal from doing that thing that he does again which interestingly is sort of contrary to cal's characterization up to this point because he's been like yeah we're gonna bang chicks like right along with bruce so i don't know maybe this wasn't the right move cal maybe you shouldn't have been at a bar trying to pick up chicks if you're gonna immediately fall in love with them and get married a fourth time Episode five is called Fab and Jessica and Dominic. And Fab is like Jessica's friend, like childhood best friend. And uh, like they had dreams of being uh, clothing designers together. And then Jessica got pregnant and Fab, she, she changed her name to Fab at some point. That wasn't her birth name, but her name is Fab. They did it at a concert together. Yeah. And, um, so she went off and, like, got to, to live the dream of being a, a fashion designer and is now back in town. And she and Jessica are friends, but, like, there's some, some level of, like, rivalry and animosity because Jessica had her life plans derailed and Fab didn't. So they end up in this, like, flirting competition with the bartender, um whose name is Dominic and his backstory is that he's just really attractive and has always had everything handed to him. He's a musician, but a really bad musician and like nobody will take him seriously as a musician cause he's bad at it and is really attractive. Fab like quote unquote wins and like she and Dominic go to have sex, but she finds out that he's like a terrible mu musician and is really full of himself. And she's like, actually, never mind. And then she goes back to Jessica and she's like, actually, you won because you didn't have to hang out with that guy. That was the worst. Um, we're better friends now. Episode six is called Tom and Maya number two. Uh, Tom goes to hang out with Maya again, who's been sort of having a paradigm shift experience over the last whatever hour and a half however long she's been in this bar and has like been kind of learning that maybe being a douchebag all the time is not the way to be so she and tom are chatting about like how she like doesn't like to be vulnerable or whatever so she always ends relationships and stuff like that and uh then Tom's ex-fiance comes in and, like, she's coaching him on how to nag her to make her feel bad, basically. Which, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. That doesn't seem, like, uh, I know, she was a douchebag, uh, what's her name? Laura was really shitty when she broke up with him, but, mm. Trying to gaslight her into thinking she's, like, put on weight or some shit like that. Yeah. It's not, like, great, though. Yeah. That's not uh, cool. Then, meanwhile, Liv has run into Jessica and Fab, and they're trying to help her in her quest to make her life more exciting by teaching her to flirt with dudes or whatever. Casey and Ron, like, Casey 
ran into Ron and thought he was some other dude who had stood her up and was really mad at him, but then found out he wasn't that dude. And uh, they ended up on the roof for some reason and had to get rescued by firemen. And then there's this running gag about how firemen are are useless or whatever. I liked the fireman bit. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. like, being critical of it, but it was, like, a running thread how, like, Ron was, like, dissing a bunch of firemen in the bar and then got rescued by firemen and is actively dissing them as they're rescuing him. Yeah, yeah. it was a good bit. Yeah. So that's what happened in these three episodes right now. Yep. So what'd you think, Andy? Um people can always kind of tell what I think from my synopses, which is probably unfair. I'm probably yeah. I'm probably leading the audience, but whatever. The, this responsibility was given to me and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. You're doing great, babe. I Thanks. love you. I think you're a good podcaster. Thanks. You you would say that because yeah. you're infatuated with me. I but, am. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These four or these three episodes were were okay. Um. As far as like standout like laughy moments, I don't know if there were as many in these three, but there were also less problematic elements. So that's that's good um are, are we talking about bits we liked or are we talking about what are we doing uh let's do likes first okay um there's a bit in episode four uh where oh fuck what's her name shit all these people have like normal sounding names it's hard to remember them yeah um engaged girl uh live live there's a point where Liv wants to give Ron her panties, but she doesn't think hers are sexy. So she gets Maya to take off her sexy panties so she can give them to Ron. And it is so fucking awkward. It is so uncomfortable and just like horrendous. But like the dude playing Ron, that actor, like sells it that like he sells that like this girl is kind of bizarre but like i'm into it and then he sends her his boxers and you made the point that there's no way that dude was wearing that man's not wearing boxer short that's not a boxer short kind of a man no i wanted to sit under a suit yeah well i mean i just just character wise i can't imagine him wearing boxers and like you'd you'd see lines yeah there's no way but um, the only part I thought was funny about that underwear oh, bit. I was about to get to it. Sorry. The dance. Sorry. Ron does a little dance afterwards, and I loved that dance. Oh, that's not the part that I thought. Oh, was okay. What did you think was funny? The part that I thought was funny, like the whole, it took so long. This whole like under, I'm gonna send in my underwear like setup. I guess she was gonna get like a waiter to bring Ron her underwear. But um, the only like few sentences of that whole like fucking episode long exchange was like she's carrying Maya's underwear in her hand and she like walks past Ron and accidentally drops them and then explains what she was gonna do and he's like those aren't your underwear though you're wearing underwear I can see them over your pants and she was like that like that was the only part that I thought was funny like, that he called her out, like, no, you're clearly wearing underwear right now, and you got those underwear from your friend to give to me. 
it, yeah it it's so bizarre yeah and like it i thought it was a good bit and i liked tom's little dance or not tom ron's ron's little little i took my undies off and sent them to you dance uh it is now canon though that tom or fuck that ron and maya are not wearing undies for the rest of this tv show mm-hmm. which i imagine would be just kind of uncomfortable for the rest of the night but yeah you don't want that rubbing on like the inside of your bits, pants yeah. yeah meanwhile um was there anything else in that episode that i thought was worthwhile um uh, I like that Cal and Casey are both just, like, positive, decent people. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have any... Uh, the the Casey's backstory is not ideal, but uh, after having all this, like, douchebag stuff, it's nice to have two characters that are just, like, they're just nice. Yeah. They just think stuff's great. Um... I do like, like I alluded to, this This is branching into other episodes. Um, I do like that, that Maya seems to be having some personal growth. I think Tom is meant to be having some personal growth that mirrors hers, that is not, it's not working. But um, we sort of get the reveal that the reason Maya is, like, so mean and treats guys so badly is because like she's personally really insecure and really afraid of like not having power in a relationship which is not an excuse yeah but at least it uh it like lends more complexity to her character and she is sort of grappling with that she is like coming to terms with that a little bit because she acknowledges it uh when she's talking to Tom a little bit and she seems to be uh, like trying to sort of let go a little bit more of that aspect of her personality. So we, we are, uh, as I had hoped for in the first set of episodes, we are getting some personal development from her. Um, another part that I liked was uh, when Fab and Jessica are trying to teach Liv how to flirt they're like trying to across the room flirt with this group of guys and like the guys just don't pay any attention to them at all and jessica does this weird thing where she like marches everyone over there and like confronts them about like hey we know you're you're all nice guys and the reason that nice guys never get ahead is because none of you have the balls to come and talk to us or whatever like it's set up like it's going to be a really like slam dunk yeah it's i was watching it like the groan was already escaping my lips as i watched it like oh this is gonna be another like shit on nice guys a thing that like reinforces a dumb stereotype but then the guys were like um we're we're here with our friend who's like paralyzed or something like that like they had like you just got out of the hospital or something yeah, yeah yeah they were they were there like cheering up their friend and they weren't looking to like pick anyone up or whatever and they just like shut her down and made her look like an idiot and i'm like okay th- there we go we've had some some bucking of expectations finally we've had uh uh a refutation of the of the notion that like 
nice guys are cowards and also women like assholes or whatever. So th- for once we had a, a stock bar joke that, that didn't turn out exactly the way that I thought it was going to, which was nice. I liked the bit about trying to get a booth where like Cal and Ron and Tom for all of episode five, like their one mission is to score a booth. I don't like that they gave up that booth by episode six after spending all of that effort to get one. But if you've ever been at a bar with a group of friends and like all you want to do is like sit down and chill and it it is like the Hunger Games out there trying to get a booth. That was some relatable content. Hashtag relatable. Much much like Tom trying to drink his drink and not (laughs) succeeding in drinking his drink. (laughs) Some hashtag relatable content. Yeah. Um, I also loved the firefighter bit, which we mentioned, but, um, Ron is trying to woo Casey now that Liv has, like, shut him down, maybe, or something? She, she I think she mostly just went to, I don't know yeah. why, I don't, I, I lost Ron, the nuance of whatever Ron, that crap Ron, was. Ron's just doing what Ron does, you know, and, um, some firefighters are, like, distracting Casey, and, uh, Ron goes over and gives them all shit about how firefighters don't actually do anything. And then by the end of the episode, he has to get rescued by firefighters. And as a firefighter is holding Casey and Casey asks for his number, he looks off into the distance and goes, it's nine, one, one. Oh, that was really funny. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She's like staring into dreamily into his eyes and he's like staring back at her dreamily. And she's like, can I get your number? And it, it's just it's just really funny. It's really unnecessarily dramatic. I don't know any firefighters that look that good except for Taylor. Taylor is an all-American hero. Taylor's a good-looking man. He is. He is an ox. He, he has got... He is very strong. Strong arms. I dug shoulders. out a floor with him at KR once. He's, yeah. he's very strong. He's a strong he's much boy. stronger than me. Uh, Kelly's a lucky woman. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Imagine those arms holding you. <laughs> Good job, Kelly. Way to, way to land that. Yeah. Anywho, now that we're done talking about our personal friends that none of our listeners know. Yeah. Definitely nobody knows that guy. Some great content. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else good that we want to talk about as you sort magic cards? No, I I think... I think that was, that was all the high points that any, I distinctly other- recall. Another good bits. I don't think so. Goofs. Did Ron do anything funny? He's supposed to be like the funny character. Did he do anything funny? He's the one who made the like all the fireman jokes. Like, oh no, shit! I keep getting everyone confused. Bruce. Bruce is Bruce. supposed to be like the clown. Did he do anything funny? I don't know. Bruce really annoys me. I agree. So, I, I anything that he does, I'm more inclined to to just disregard. Oh, I do have a new favorite character, Patty. Patty is the other bartender who uh, has had one line so far um, to Dominic. And uh, I'm declaring this Patty Watch from now on. Patty Watch, 2K18. At one point, Patty comes over to Dominic and says, How's how's your night going? How are tips? And Dominic goes, Those two girls are trying to have sex with me. And Patty, like, very nonchalantly and without missing a beat, goes, Oh, cool. New favorite character. I mean, I'm sure Patty is used to dealing with this by now. Dominic's whole backstory is, is that, that he just has sex with everyone. Yeah. And 
never has to try or work for it. The the second Patty watches, Dominic goes, hey, watch the bar for me, and tosses Patty a rag. Patty catches it and gives him an upwards bro nod. A chin tilt. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's talk about stuff we didn't like. All right. So much. Um, here's, here's my big thing that I disliked. Uh, all last week after recording, uh, before watching these episodes, I was like, I can't believe there's not a queer character. Yeah, all and, these people in this bar, not one gay. And I was thinking that Liv's story would be way more interesting if she was a secret lesbian and was coming to terms with that. And if instead of like cheating on her overall really great fiance, even if she's not uh, attracted to him Mm -hmm. and uh, she's only like kind of just coming to terms with that and realizing that. And if she is instead learning how to flirt with women, that is a much more interesting character dynamic and arc for her than what we have. It would have fit in the exact same framework. Exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't have had to change anything about anything except to make Ron a woman. The other character that I thought should have been queer was Dominic. Um, That just would have been more interesting. And have Dominic connect with Cal. Uh, if, like, if you're not going to make Liz or Liv a lesbian, make Dominic or Cal gay. And that is better and more interesting than either of their character dynamics currently yeah uh what do you want to talk i know you wanted to talk about uh the um, yeah the 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 gay ex-boyfriend yes so here i spent a week thinking like oh like it would have been better if like one of these characters was gay or if that character was queer like it'd be great if we had a queer on this show and then we get a queer and instead of being like a character it's just a bunch of really negative stereotypes rolled up into like this clown looking motherfucker and uh just kind of offensive and i don't know why i expected this show to not handle queer issues in uh in any sort of decent way but um i'm really sick of the trope of like girls can you imagine anything worse than secretly dating a gay guy um, I had a coworker recommend the show Grace and Frankie to me and I watched like five episodes of it. And the entire point of Grace and Frankie is these women in like their seventies find out that their husbands are leaving them for each other and are coming to terms with that. And it completely glosses over the point of why two men in their seventies would have felt the need to marry straight women and lie. And it, like the whole bit with Liv glosses over the entire fact like why would a a gay person lie and feel the need to pretend to be straight and the answer is because it's really fucking difficult to be gay it's really really hard and uh, as someone who like had to live their life in the closet for a really long time it kind of pisses me off that like it's played for laughs here and uh, it completely ignores whatever Liv's boyfriend's like dilemma or like life was and why that guy felt like he had to lie. 
I've, I've been fortunate in my life not to have that same experience. So it did not bother me as much as it bothered you. But I actually like having heard you explain it. Now it bothers me a lot more. <laughs> also, uh, it's a more interesting story to hear. Like I would I would think that it'd be a more interesting story to hear someone like coming to terms with that truth about themselves and then like exiting like whatever toxic you know places they were in to like live their life that's a more interesting story than whatever the fuck casey was dealing with at the time yeah that's true (laughs) like her her biggest problem was like i'm too nice yeah like her her little literal like character backstory is i'm devastated that my boyfriend lied to me and was gay and again it completely glosses over the fact that like he felt like he had to lie and he like didn't feel safe and only just now like came to terms with that like that's that's shitty whatever whatever casey was going through with this like the most traumatic experience in my life it was so much harder for that guy Fuck you, Mixology. Anyway, we should have gotten a better queer character. We should have had Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, as a general complaint, uh, if your whole premise is one night in the same bar and it's all about people hooking up or breaking up or meeting each other or flirting, or you know, if it's all about human romantic slash sexual interaction you would think that there would be a gay character in there well that's that's why i was like thinking about this i was mm -hmm. like mixology is the perfect show to have a queer character not like have it feel like forced representation like yeah it's in a bar and it's about relationships like it'd be rad if there was a queer character and so i spent all week thinking about it and then we got fucking casey's backstory and that was it yeah disappointed yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like uh, Bruce's character growth is has, well, I might be being too generous by referring to it as character growth, but when, um, what's her name? Jessica shot him down and was critical of him. He seemed to have like some moments of self-reflection there, and then he had a moment where he wasn't shitty to her, and it was giving me some signals like, oh, maybe... Uh, Maybe Bruce is redeemable. Maybe he's gonna have a a a paradigm shift like Maya's having. But um, then I forget who it is because he just flirts with everyone. But like, he comes up to somebody else. He comes up to Fab, which is the person he insulted oh, right, for right, Jessica. Right. Yes, yes. He yeah. So he starts like hitting on her. And she's like, uh, you said my hair was stringy just a minute ago when you were like trying to sleep with my friend. And then he's like, oh, I, I would never say that. It must have been someone who looked like me. <laughs> like, he just seems to be jumping right back into his Bruce thing, uh, which is disappointing, especially since some of the characters seem to be having like growth moments and... He was the worst of them. Like, 
that's very much a subjective opinion, but he was, in my opinion, the most annoying and useless character and the one I cared the least about. And so I would have liked to see him have some growth, but no, he seems to be just brucing it up again, just doing that pickup artist thing that he does. Yep. Definitely felt like a step backwards for, Mm -hmm. for good old Bruce. That's probably like the only thing besides the the gay boyfriend thing that really bothered me which is why i was like inclined to say that these episodes were were working um yeah i mean like there continues to be jokes that don't really land but there's there's so many jokes coming at you that like there's bound to be stuff that does hit for you if you decide to watch dear viewer mm-hmm. um and i mean it is free so yeah Dominic getting objectified by his uh, agent. Um, Like if it was a female singer with a male agent, I feel like that definitely would have crossed a lot of lines. And so in the interest of like Terry Crews, who spoke up about like male sexual harassment in Hollywood, I think it's worth mentioning that, um, there's no way like that storyline would have played in a comedy show if it was reversed. You are right. I, I think I see what they were trying to do there, which like was to kind of subvert a trope. Um, I think it was generally like, okay. Until the, is it, was it the after credit scene where she like tells him he's got to lose his shirt and then his pants and then slather him in baby oil and stuff and then hands yeah. him a machine gun. Yeah, the part where she was just like caressing the poster of him and telling him that like oh, it was it was like a mock-up album cover. Yeah. And she was like sell- saying like no, this this is what's going to sell the music, not like your your, your art, art your yeah. artsy cover or whatever and he's like no, I wanted to be about the music and she's like oh no. No, it's not. And she's like sort of caressing the like photo of him. That was fine. Yeah. I mean, not like it still like dipped its toe into being problematic a little bit. It was objectifying but... him, but not in the sort of way that's like overly creepy or overly across the line. Like yeah. it was the sort of like objectifying that is it was almost like yeah. admiration yeah. more than but then in the in the post credit scene she was like bossing him around like she as his agent was like ordering him to do things that he was clearly uncomfortable with yeah and, it was it was an abuse of power and it was the power dynamic that made it really uncomfortable yeah um and then handing him the machine gun was definitely some sort of like kink thing for her, I feel like, which was just like, lady, what are you into? But um, yeah, so that that should be brought up as a negative. That was that was uncomfortable and awkward. We had some female writers on this one. Oh, really? Which episode? Uh, four, Callan Casey, uh, Patty Carr and Laura Olson wrote that. Uh, oh, they wrote the bad queer. Come on, mm-hmm. Patty and Laura. And then I am not sure. I all I have is the name. And... She named the bartender after herself. What? Patty Watch. <laughs> I guess that's true. Fuck yeah, Patty Watch. We got another one in this episode. Bow, 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 bow. 
Was that your air horn noise? Yeah, I'm not as good as it as Dustin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you might have. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and then I believe this this I gotta look it up. This looks like an Indian name to me, but it, the the writer of episode six might also be a woman. Valley Chandrasekharan. Chandrasekharan, I would think. That was probably a lot better than what I said. I'm not very good at pronouncing words. Uh, I mean, it is quite a long last name, yeah. but yeah, might might, but certainly the writers of episode four were women. Anything else we want to talk about with uh, mixology here for negatives? Um, I don't think so. I miss Ronnie. The, He's our glue. Yeah, Ronnie's keeping this shit together. We're just rambling. Help! We're lost help. without him. Help! He is our navigator. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can't think of it. Like you, all of your points, I agreed with. I can't think of anything specifically. Oh, thanks, babe. Um, yeah, I guess we should do the uh, on the whole part. Is it work? Is all of it working? No, it's not. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I, I like I I said I I do stand by that. I still like these episodes a lot more than the first three. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see consequences, and I'm happy to see personal growth, but. Yeah, as a whole, I still don't really enjoy this show. It's still missing a lot of beats, and it's still got some problematic elements. And also, where's some weird shit? Give me some weird shit. I have a I have a thing about shows. I want it to be different. I need something something fresh. Yeah, I hate to I hate to be negative because. Um... We've talked about before on the podcast about how we all hate Cinema Sins and Cinema Sins is shit. But um, this is just not a very good show. And I, I do like to think that <laughs> we've, we've dug ourselves. We, we don't like nitpick. Like, I, I think we're pointing at flaws that are are, are bigger and, and run deeper than the surface level shit that Cinema Sins is known for. So. Yeah, we've, we have backed ourselves into a corner a little bit by choosing to review one season shows. I mean, there's a reason they got canceled in most cases. We gotta do Firefly. Firefly will save us. No, that's... Are you trying to bring back the old... We can never... Well, I'm not trying to end the podcast right now. I'm just... I was just making a joke that... Firefly is a great show and it only lasts a single season. We can't do it. Okay. That's our whole deal. We can't do it. It's forbidden. But doesn't the fact that it's forbidden make you kind of want to do it a little bit? Just like eat that juicy fruit. That juicy forbidden fruit that'll make you like God. <laughs> Apocryphal's reference? I mean the Bible, but yeah. Well, yeah, okay, but lately lately <laughs> brought to you in the packaging of Apocryphal's. We should have Benicio guest. Benito. Benito. Oh, Benicio del Toro is Star Wars. Yeah, that's a different yeah. dude. Yeah. Not the same dude. Not the same dude. I think the last thing we should mention is Lost Colonies. Oh, yeah. We can. Ronnie's not home. We can plug our LARP. Uh, Evan and I are storytellers for a LARP called Lost Colonies. Our first event is a week after you're listening to this. Uh... Or the weekend of listening to this. It's soon. It's yeah, soon. It's so soon. Go to Lost Colonies 
Facebook page. Or LostColoniesLARP.com. Yeah. Buy tickets. And get information. Buy those tickets. There's a dope-ass Patreon for it, which is really cool. Evan and I are both patrons. We're both giving that LARP our sweet, sweet money. Yeah. Even if you don't want to go and you just think it's a cool idea, or if you... um, there, There is a... A patron level where you can name uh, geographic features in the map, so you get you get to like pick the name of a mountain or or you know the name of a city or something. It's it's like buying your loved one a star because it's equally fake. <laughs> and uh, even um, if you're you live too far away, I'd say even still follow the the Facebook page because I think we're. We're having discussions in that Facebook page about stuff that is really important to the LARP community. Um, the directors, Joe and Rebecca, are doing a great job of uh, posting articles and, and talking about LARP philosophy in a really positive way. Uh, so definitely check that out. And uh, you might even see some uh, some dashing pictures of Evan and I on there and our, our NPCs. Yeah, it'll be great. We're very attractive. It's true. If you've only ever heard our, our sweet, sweet voices. Our you, clarion voices through, through your earbuds. You've, mm. you've missed out on my puckish grin and Evan's ethereal uh, hair. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my hair. I love you. I love you too. All You're right. adorable. Aww. Probably time to wrap up. Probably. Let's close this thing up. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember, if... If you're a cop, you have to tell us. You do. But before we really sign off, though, give us some goddamn fucking iTunes reviews. You dirty listeners, please. We need them. Yeah. I have I have to talk about Dragon Age. I have to talk about it. You don't understand. I'm dying. Um, And if you haven't, like, I don't know, told a friend about it or maybe, like, shared a link to our podcast on your Facebook or Twitter, that is how people find it. So if you do that, we'd appreciate it because we love you and we love uh, that, that you listen and we want your friends to listen too so that we can love them. We just want to love you and your friends. In a platonic way. Yeah, in a, in a totally platonic, not creepy way. All right, if you're a copy, you have to tell us. That's our sign off for real this time now. Bye. Bye.